0: Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. I have a question for you. Where would you go to find like-minded people that love this topic of life after death? People that get that they're not victims in life, that they're responsible for life, their life, that are inspiring to listen to and fun to play with. Wouldn't that be great if you had a resource to find these people? Well, I've got news for you. I think that I just invented a place. I created a Facebook page for listeners of We Don't Die radio show on Facebook. And I know not everybody has Facebook, but it's the best I can do with the technology we have right now. So if you go to Facebook and you type in We Don't Die listeners... This is going to become a community where we can all talk and share and be inspired and find out who lives where and maybe even get together for lunch and things like that. We can, you know, share inspiration and things. It'll be a closed community, so it means you have to request to be part of the group. But of course, I'm going to say yes, but you also will be able to put your friends in that want to be in part two. Okay, so just go to Facebook and type in We Don't Die Listeners, and you can find that Facebook group. The other place you can go is live and in person in September, I will be speaking at the Afterlife Research and Education Institute's uh, annual symposium. It's going to be 27 or so speakers from around the world talking about the cutting edge information about the afterlife, how we can get in touch with our loved ones, and even things to do with our own life and pre, uh, preparing for our own transition. Um, but it will be a very happy, fun, inspirational, great time and meet some like-minded people and meet me in person. Because I really would like to meet you because I thank you for listening. Now, on to the show. We have my new friend, Laura Sheck. Now, Laura is a medium who has trained with some of the best, meaning Tony Stockwell, Mavis Patilla, Paul Jacob, James Van Prague. And she is a Reiki master. She owns Celestial Touch Reiki and Readings in Pauling, New York. And she works with clients both in person and on the phone. She's a very interesting person. And I was delighted to spend quite a while talking to her on the phone this past week. So she's involved in this wonderful world of the afterlife. And I feel like you need to hear her story. Plus, she's doing something pretty cool with her mediumship right now. Her website is CelestialTouchLLC.com. So let's find out more, shall we? (laughs) Laura Sheck, welcome to We Don't Die Radio.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. Hi, you're
0: welcome. Now, I told you this would be a fun show, so I'm going to deliver, okay? Yes, (laughs) that's for you, that's for you. This is Laura's first interview, and I said, don't worry about it, you're just talking to me, and then other people will eavesdrop after the fact, so I'm going to hold true to that and uh, Laura the truth is we did spend quite a while talking on the phone this week but I don't really know um, your beginnings and how did you get into this are you somebody who's always had a interest or like a knowing in the afterlife or did something happen later and in the years or to tell us a little bit would you
1: Uh, well yeah I I always had an interest in this even uh, as a small child I can remember seeing my first ghost when i was about five years old i was at my grandmother's house staying in my aunt's room Uh, my parents had gone to my grandparents you know for the weekend and i was in bed and i heard somebody walk into the room and i opened my eyes and and i saw this figure walk across the room turn around go over to my aunt's dresser and then walk back out again And I just knew that that was not a family member of mine. And when I checked with my mother the the following morning, she confirmed that nobody had been up there. So it was clearly um, somebody in spirit form that I was seeing. And it just kind of progressed from there. And then um, I had a, a significant family loss, and that's really when everything started to unfold.
0: Mm. Um, when was that? And let me just ask you. When this ghost walked through as a kid, weren't you weren't you scared? Um,
1: yes. As a matter of fact, I really was because once I realized it wasn't a family member that it was, you know, somebody strange, it it really frightened me. And uh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about this. All this afterlife talk to actually see somebody go through sailing through I don't know, i bring it all into a different dimension. Yikes.
1: Yeah. I, I've seen um Spirit since then, but that was really the the first very significant mm. sighting of something like that. And as a small child it was it was kind of unsettling.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Uh but did you but growing up did you have interest in reading about ghosts or did you just kinda of put or, all that in the back of your mind?
1: No, absolutely. It it was always there. Um I got my first deck of tarot cards when I was in 6th grade and I always knew things. Um I was really great um at winning radio contests. Oh yeah, what later on. I would just know the answers to these like really random questions that uh, things that you know, why would I know this? Cuz either I would know a uh, performer's real name And I didn't even listen to that performer's music or I would know a location. I would just know these answers and I would call up and I would win all sorts of really fun things like gift certificates and uh, dinner tickets and, you know, just all sorts of really fun things. And I would call my husband up and he would laugh because it, it just happened so often. He thought it was hysterical.
0: Hmm. So somebody was talking to you with those answers. I believe so, wow, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So then, now go back to what you were saying. So you had a loss within your own family or in your yeah, life?
1: I, I, yes, I, I had a, a significant loss within my own family. And uh, I had actually never been to a medium before. Mm-hmm. And I was at my hairdresser and they were talking about this woman who was in a, a local shop and how good she was. And I thought, gee, you know, I've never been to a medium, maybe you know this person would come through if I went there, and I went there and he came through, and while I was at um, the shop, I noticed a pendulum board, and I thought that was kind of an interesting thing, and I purchased it, and I brought it home, and I started working with it, and that's when this person came through for me and uh started working with me and actually taught me that I'm clairaudient.
0: You got to back up a little. What is a pendulum board?
1: A pendulum board um is uh, it's it's almost like a Ouija board except instead of using the planchette that you put your fingers on and it moves across the board, this was more um like uh, a p- a piece of string with a uh, a uh, crystal at the end of it, Mm -hmm. and it would move around to the different letters on the board.
0: And you're holding your hand on the string, right? You're holding the string. Correct.
1: I'm holding my hand on the string, and it's hanging down, and it would just move, and it would point to different letters, and it would spell things out. And then it got to the point where I could hear in my head what was the word that was being spelled out, and the person I was communicating with was teaching me that I didn't need to use the pendulum board. I could actually hear them mediumistically. I could hear hear this person. So this person was actually training me, in a sense.
0: What did that feel like? Were you kind of blown away that this was happening to you? I
1: was completely blown away. I was completely blown away. And then I went back to the medium and I explained to her what was happening and she looked at me and she said, well, Laura, you're a medium and you need to do this work. And that's when I started um, taking classes, formal classes, to really develop this. And then I discovered that I'm also clairvoyant. I, I get pictures where I, I see things, um, people, places, things of that nature.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I know my first experience with it all, I was mind blown. It was just like, how can this be possible? And if it is, why is it happening to me? Oh, Interesting. So you started then, how did you start training as a medium? Uh, well, I was
1: kind of guided to the Omega in, in Rhinebeck, New York.
0: Mm-hmm. Great place.
1: And- Fabulous place, and that's where I took my first class with James von Prague and tony stockwell mm-hmm. it's It's really interesting how spirit will move you to where you need to be i uh was going to pursue a different location, and they really didn't have what I was looking for and then uh somebody had mentioned the Omega Institute, and I got on their website and said, "Oh." look at this and there was a a mediumship class being taught and it was perfect And that's really when I started formal training.
0: It's so funny, Laura, that you say that, because even with me, I had gone to Arthur Findlay College a year ago, and they had these little breakout classes you could take, and one was on transmediumship, and I really wanted to take it. But they said, no, 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 you're in the beginners group, that's advanced, you can't go. And then a friend of mine had told me about Tony Stockwell, and I binged watched all of his everything on youtube all the different mediumship readings he did i'm like i love this man and there i was just thinking okay i've got a weekend off in september this was last year i thought oh you know what i haven't been to the omega institute in a long time and lo and behold tony stockwell was doing a class on trance mediumship where everybody was welcome i thought somebody led me here Woo-hoo. <laughs> really great
1: it, it it is great, and and uh, I ended up in a transmedium class myself. That was the first class I ever took. Wow! And it just, Did it freak it you like, out? Oh my! No, it really didn't. I I actually felt like I was where I needed to be, and I finally understood what was happening. And it was just such a freeing experience, if you will, because I just was where I needed to be. You know
0: what? I'm assuming that our listener right now knows what trance mediumship is versus mental mediumship. Would you mind just taking a second and just explaining what the difference is?
1: Well, with the trance mediumship, you you get into uh, an altered state where you are really deep into, um, I guess, a a trance, if you will, in a certain um, respect, and you're able to bring forth the message from the communicator more directly where you, you almost let them um, blend with you mm-hmm. and just let the messages come forth mm-hmm. where when I, I do a regular reading, I'm hearing them and then I'm re- relaying the message to the person in front of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay that makes more sense yeah trance, you're just quieting your mind and the words seem to come out of your mouth as if someone else is speaking through your mouth sort of
1: yes yeah. yes i i kind of step aside and let them really just you know say what they need to say Gosh. instead of my mental mind saying you know what uh, repeating what i'm hearing
0: right right um Thank you for explaining the difference. Okay, so that's your first entrance in, uh, and and then what happened? Did you actually practice mediumship at that event? Uh, and
1: yes, there were different exercises um, that uh, Tony and James had us do, where we would work with another person that was in the class, and they would get us into that um, deep relaxed state, Mm -hmm. and then we would be able to bring forth the messages. So it was really good because you were working with other people Mm -hmm. um, at different levels. Where I was a beginner, I was working with somebody who had a little bit more experience or a lot more experience, so it it was really
0: nice. Mm. And did you go on to practice with people in your life after that? Did you take another course? Uh, How did it unfold? I took
1: several more courses before I actually started working with people. Mm-hmm. Um, the medium that I uh, initially went to, I worked with her um, a little bit and gave her some messages, you know, practiced with her. But I, I took several more classes before I really started working with the public.
0: Yeah. Do you any remember any moments that somebody came through and the message was just so clear or an image you've got or something that, you can share with us? The, uh... um,
1: not actually off the top of my no, head, that's right. I, I, brought, <laughs> I brought through some very intense messages that were very, very meaningful to the person in front of me. Um, a lot of times, because the messages are coming through me, um, I don't remember exactly mm. what is being said. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Then the messages, you know, are not for me, right. um, but there have been people in front of me that have received a lot of healing um, through the messages that have been given. Maybe there were some regrets, some things that were said, some things that shouldn't have been said, and they were taken um, care of with the message that was delivered, and it's been very healing and cathartic yeah. for the
0: the person that perfectly answers my question by the way it's just to show that um gosh so many people that come to you uh it is the healing that they're looking for there's unresolved business or there's just i want to know my is my dad's still out there is he okay you know and to be able to deliver something that no one else could possibly know is is healing very healing
1: mhm uh-huh. It is. It really is. You know, I know that there were some things that um, I needed to settle with the person that had crossed over in my life. And it was it was very um, healing to be able to do that. Uh, you know, there were things that were discussed when I was developing um, that just brought a lot of closure and peace, too, for uh-huh. the both of us.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know people that say they got into a fight with their mom over something stupid. Well, then mom dies and they just never have that closure and to, you know, let people know that there can be, you know, that they're Mm -hmm. all, they're very much still alive and they're listening and they love you and they care and you get to see them again. And I mean, what a gift that is for anybody to bring to another person. Mm -hmm. And, Share a little bit about Mavis Patilla and Paul Jacob. Uh, they're uh, two of the, gosh, most well-respected medium te- mediumship teachers, I think, in the world. Um, and were they together when you studied with them, or separate?
1: Yeah, I had the class I took after trans mediumship was actually an international mediumship week that they were having at the Omega and it was James Von Prague Mavis Patilla, and Paul Jacob the three of them teaching together and it was just phenomenal it was just so amazing and the information that, that they all gave was just so incredible and it was just a wonderful experience mm-hmm. and Mavis, Mavis is an amazing medium and an amazing teacher that the three of them are Anybody that has the the privilege of learning from these people, they're truly,
0: truly lucky. Yeah, it, it's nothing like it. And mediumship is a skill. I mean, it's something you learn how to do, and then you practice, practice, practice. And, you know, there's these great tutors that can teach you, I don't want to call them tricks of the trade, but sort of, you know, just different ways that you can blend with spirit world. I have confidence, and, and um, you know, I know with myself, I have not yet ventured out to practice which i know is essential uh you know but but it's definitely something if someone has a passion to learn how to do this it's you know i encourage you to take a course in mediumship so then after that did you uh work as a medium did you have a day job um what what did you do how did you yeah i i
1: I I uh I do have a day job which is completely different than mediumship. It's a it's a totally different um world if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh and it it gets kind of interesting trying to balance the two worlds because it, my other career I have to be very grounded um and then I go home and you know do mediumship so it's it's a little it's a little strange sometimes. What's your
0: other business can I guess? Um,
1: I'm actually involved in the high-end custom furniture finishing industry, Mm -hmm. and I have a company um, in Long Island City where we finish and refinish custom furniture.
0: Great. Yeah? Yeah. So you use your mental faculties a lot. Yeah, I can get it. It's a different different world.
1: Yeah, it's a completely different world, Mm -hmm. but, you know...
0: But now, I want to move on to, um, you weren't always working in that line of business, right?
1: Uh, The furniture industry? No.
0: Yes, because didn't you say you spent a good 10 years working? You have to remind me now.
1: Yes, I I worked in my um, county's uh, district attorney's office. I was uh, a legal secretary for almost 10 years, so I got to work with the the police and the attorneys and see the cases that came in. And I learned uh, an awful lot in that job. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I would think when you be in that job that you would hear a lot of terminology that is probably only used in that field. Um, words that, you know, we don't normally use and, um, you know, you'd hear different things and different, have different images come to mind and working in the, in the law system. You know what I'm mm-hmm. getting at, don't you, Karen? Yeah. Karen. I'm calling you Karen, Laura. <laughs> I know you're friends with Karen Hollis. Yes, I am. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, um, and my work in uh, the district attorney's office has actually uh, benefited what I'm doing now um, because I've been given the opportunity to help with uh, forensic type cases, missing persons, um, and cases of that nature. And because I had the legal background, I was told that Spirit will use, um, my background to be able to assist in these types of cases.
0: Great. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. And sorry about being all tongue tied, uh, earlier. I know you and I had talked about this on the phone a little bit. How did you get into that, though? I mean, that's, that's a very interesting way to use, um, Mediumship. I mean, how did you get get into that?
1: Um, I had an interest in it, and Spirit, again, guided me to somebody that was already working uh, in that type of capacity. Mm-hmm. I met her um, at, at one of the classes. Actually, it was Karen Hollis, mm-hmm. and um, she invited me to participate on something that she was working on, And it just kind of blossomed from there. And then I was uh, made aware of a group out in Arizona um, that works on missing person and cold cases. And I uh, contacted them and have joined the group, and I will get photographs from them and submit the things that I feel and hear and see with regard to that particular uh, case that they've sent to me.
0: So they send you a case and I'm sure you have to quiet your mind and have the intent there and then do just images and thoughts come to you. Uh yeah, I'll get
1: I'll get pictures um of of locations, I will hear uh descriptions of things, um I'll I'll see faces. Of somebody that might possibly be involved in the situation, and then I will write down a description of the person that I'm seeing. Um, I will get information about um, if there was uh, a, a blow, say, s- sustained to the head, or if um, the the person was moved from the location that the um, situation happened in. And then I'll write all of this down and then submit it. And uh, hopefully it, it coincides with other information that they are receiving from other people.
0: Hmm. I mean, I know you can't give any details or even if you get any of the details, but have they reported back, made a difference, need some more on this case? Yeah,
1: sometimes uh, I'll get contact Contacted and they'll ask me for additional information, uh, uh, maybe a little better description of something that I'm seeing, or if I uh, get um, a, a street name or a, a more of a description of the the person that I was seeing. Um, if you know more information is needed, they they will contact me.
0: Hmm. Uh, and being now that you have worked in the district attorney's office. Y- um, how do I say this, are, is there different terminology and things like that that you would use uh, in describing some of these things? Um, I try to keep it pretty basic. Okay. Uh, you
1: know, sometimes the terminology does come in, but I try to, you know, keep it pretty simple and just really describe, you know, what what I'm getting.
0: Hmm, and, and I have a sneaky suspicion because you are so used to working with the law that you can stay maybe pretty open-minded that, you know, if you get a picture of a kid that you're just like, I can't handle this. It's a child. You know, you might have a little bit more, um, like you can remove yourself from the situation. And uh, does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. And and, and that is a, a, a very um, good point because I've been told that a lot of mediums don't want to get involved in this type of situation because it can be very emotional Mm -hmm. and you can, you know, get visions of things that aren't necessarily the most pleasant thing to be seeing. I see. Um, You know, if somebody was, uh, you know, injured, you will see the injury, Um, but because of my legal background... It doesn't really affect me the the way that it might affect somebody else who hadn't had ten years of of dealing with different situations um, in that
0: capacity. Do do you see it? Do you know it? Has there ever been a chance a, a time that you've actually like felt a pain somewhere in your own body? Uh, yes, you have. Yeah,
1: like yeah, like with the with um, a, a blow to the head, I, I'll 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 feel that in my head or something that happens, say, in the chest, I'll, I'll get a sensation in my chest. Um, or if, let's say, somebody, um, you know, had something happen around the throat area, I'll, I'll start to feel a little constricted in the throat area.
0: Hmm. Nothing that's, uh, like, harming you or feeling terribly bad at that moment?
1: Well, if it starts to get too intense, I just, you know, ask that you know, that they back up a little bit. If mm-hmm. it's if it's the person that this happened to and they're trying to explain to me what happened to them and if it gets a little too intense, I'll just ask if they could kind of back up a little bit mm-hmm. because the sensation is getting to be a little bit too overwhelming.
0: And they do? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, <laughs> just another example that we have. This is unseen world that's just happening all around us.
1: It's pretty incredible. It it really is.
0: Yeah. How long have you been working this way with the uh, cold Um, cases and things? uh, Maybe two, three years now. Yeah, quite a bit. And missing persons, too? Does that fall into this? Yes, that definitely falls
1: into it. Uh, I'll get a a picture and they'll say, you know, we need this information as soon as possible. This person has been missing since, uh, you know, a certain date. And uh, so, you know, they ask that the information be submitted by, let's say, I get it on Monday, they ask if it could be submitted by Friday, if it's something that's an urgent situation.
0: You know what I like about this, Laura, is that uh, law enforcement is, is working with mediums. You know, you hear stories that, and I'm sure there are plenty that, turn their head at mediums, but there there, are, there is within the system people are that are open to using this invisible resource that we have and, and looking that way for answers as opposed to being it, closed-minded. It,
1: yeah, it really is wonderful because if you're dealing with a situation like that, you should really, in my opinion, take advantage of every opportunity or, that you can to, to try to get... Uh, say a missing person, uh, you know, case wrapped up as quickly as possible and find that person.
0: Yeah, of course. Yes. Wow. Um, Anything else you want to tell us about that? I'm not too sure what to ask you before. I want to ask you some about your business, but.
1: uh... It's just, it's really rewarding for me Mm -hmm. to be able to help like that. Um, you know, with my background in the district attorney's office and, and with the ability to be able to work it with these types of cases, it, it's it's just really satisfying, and I feel like I'm helping um, the best way that I can uh, to help people and bring closure if it turns out that the, the situation, um, you know, the person is no longer living just to bring closure to the family, to let them know, you know, what happened. Mm-hmm.
0: I can't even imagine how scary would that would be for anybody to lose a loved one, missing person, or, you know, abducted, or whatever that may be, and not have that closure. I mean, it's, um, I can't imagine, and I know that happens all the time.
1: Yeah, um, it's a horrible situation, no matter how you look at it, but at least if, if the police are able to find the person and you're able to um, come to terms with what's happened, you know, it it just makes Mm. it easier to move forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I know, I mean, I believe, I don't know exactly what you believe, but I do believe that life is an education for our our soul and uh, that we all are on our own different journeys. But some of those uh, bad folks that do things that, that harm others and scare others and all that. Um, you know, I don't understand. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to get it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not God and I don't have all the answers, but, you know, I, I do love that there are people that are making a difference and um, got to trust that those people are responsible for their actions in the big picture of existence Mm -hmm. and things like that.
1: Yeah, perhaps there was um, a reason for everything that happened and just because we're on this plane, we don't understand why.
0: No, no. Mm -mm. And even, you know, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but I just got this vision in my mind, you know, a lot. Uh we human beings are all products of our past, and some people grow up in some really horrific families and uh, you know those very early formative years of our life are so precious and uh if we get messed up early on, you know it's it's hard to recognize that, and sometimes people go on to do things that you know they witnessed or that happened to them and oh, uh, yeah, well, we can pray for them, we can uh do everything we can ourselves to be good people and um take care of ourselves and our loved ones and and Mm -hmm. make a difference when we can but if we can let's talk a little bit about um you're also a reiki master i don't know too too much about reiki uh maybe you could just describe a little what that is and how you got involved with uh with reiki
1: uh reiki works with the energy field in the body um, all living things um, have have an energy field, mm-hmm. and what Reiki, uh, a, what a Reiki practitioner does is able to. We're able to um, connect with that energy and remove any blockages, get the energy going in the body. It's very relaxing. Um, it's now being used in hospitals uh, with the chemo and radiation mm-hmm. wow. patients because it helps with the after effects of the the chemo and the the radiation. It's great if you've had surgery. It lets the body heal itself more efficiently um, because it's so relaxing, it lets the blood flow and it just gets everything in the body more balanced and and moving so that, um, as I said, the body can heal itself. It's great for stress reduction, um, anxiety, it's just a really wonderful thing. It really is a wonderful thing,
0: and it's not hands-on. Your hands are actually above the client, correct? Yes, that is correct.
1: I can work above the body, and if the um, person gives me permission, mm-hmm. I can gently place my hands upon, um, like their shoulders, um, their the top of their head. You know, various parts of the body. I can lightly place my hands uh, upon them the The person is fully clothed. It's you know not like a massage situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person is fully clothed, um, and it's it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. At least in my opinion, it's mm-hmm. just a wonderful thing.
0: I've only actually had Reiki once, and it was uh, I got a uh, kind of like winning a day at the spa. And so there were different treatments I could choose from. I didn't know what Reiki was, but it filled one of the time slots. I said, well, let's try this. And I remember Laura lying on the massage table and my eyes were closed. And the person had what what I would have imagined because my eyes were closed, but just like something extremely hot over my belly. And Uh I didn't know what it was, but I actually opened my eyes because I wanted to just say, you know, that's it's too hot for me and i opened my eyes and this woman was just holding her hands about 8 inches from my <laughs> belly and i i thought in that moment you know i didn't know what reiki was but there's no question that there was something flowing through to her that caused i mean intense heat that i could i could not have even imagined would come from a human being mm-hmm. so yeah so i don't yeah remember i've
1: heard i've heard that i've heard um People tell me that they feel a tingling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, they'll feel a pulsating, uh, they can feel the energy coming through them. It, it, it's, it's pretty, it's fun.
0: Yeah, I would think so, especially if you're helping people with ailments and, yeah. you know, stress and pain relief and, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things. So I think it's really interesting. And you have your own private practice in Pauling, New York.
1: Yes, I do. I I actually um, came into contact with Reiki the very first time in a cancer unit. The person um, in my family that had crossed over uh, was suffering from cancer, and we were in the cancer unit, and that's where I saw the first Reiki practitioner. And I had never heard of Reiki before. Mm -hmm. And uh, the person gave me a Reiki session, and I was like, hmm, you know, because I felt the tingling and I felt the heat and I saw how the Reiki um, was affecting the the person who was going through the cancer treatment and that just kind of blew me away. It really blew me away because um, it relaxed this person so much that they were able to fall asleep without uh, additional dosages of um, pain medication. And I was really very impressed by that.
0: Yeah, it's terrific. And any time you can learn something that can help somebody else, especially when they're in pain, gosh, that's a a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Reiki is something that you have to do in person, though, right? That's not something you can do long distance?
1: Um, or is it? They, I don't know. You can, you can do it long distance. Um, there is a long distance healing that that is offered. But I personally like to work on the person. On a one to one basis i just I just feel there's a better connection at least for me. I feel like I have a better connection with the person when the person is right there with me,
0: yeah, I can totally get it, but as for mediumship, um I'm assuming you do that in person, but do you also is it would that be something that you do long distance,
1: yes. Yeah. Yes, I I can I can do that at long distance over the
0: phone. The spirit world can just be with that person and then just pop over and be with you, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, or yeah, I can I can feel that 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 person's energy, you know, that's requesting the the reading um and link in that way and then bring forth uh the communicator for that person. But with the, with the Reiki, I, I prefer to have that person, yeah. you know, right in front of me.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. And um, and you do, your website is, could you tell us?
1: Sure. My my website is CelestialTouchLLC.com. Mm-hmm. And I also have a Facebook page that's Celestial Touch Reiki and Readings
0: it's great cuz then we get to see who you are what you're about and i know as far as mediumship goes you offer half hour or hour sessions uh on the phone and and you're a good person i really thrilled uh, that karen hollis had told me about you she just says you're uh, fantastic and you get a loving heart and um you want to make a difference with people so i was thrilled for the introduction and i'm thrilled for the opportunity to be able to share you with people that are interested and just hearing you know a new story well i thank you
1: for for having me um i feel very honored to be on your show here
0: Ah, oh, thanks. And we're new friends now because I've got your phone number. <laughs> you never know when you're <laughs> going to get a text from Sandra. Oh, it's really good. Do you have any words? Let's see. Just maybe a word of wisdom. If uh, somebody's having a tough day today or they're thinking of their loved one or, I don't know, just a closing thought for the episode. I know that's putting some pressure on, but... um
1: just that they're 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 with you um the experiences that i've personally had have shown me that when we leave the physical body that's not the end we go on and they watch us they try to help us um they will try to communicate with us in various ways whether you know you'll be thinking about them and hear a song on the radio um, or find little coins in odd places. Um, a lot of times I'll look at a clock and I'll see like 333 or 444. Uh, they, they, they try to get through to us just to let us know that they're fine and they're happy and they're just you know, trying to be with us when they can.
0: Yes. I you know I just something that I started thinking of. I met a man and he said his father died a few years ago and he says he's never gotten a sign. And I didn't know what to tell him. You know, I, I what would you what would you say? You know, I still believe he's around him. I think you have to
1: really be open to it mm-hmm. and just um be mindful. Pay pay attention. You know, to the to the you know little things like, um, maybe you'll be thinking of the person, and they had a favorite song, and you'll turn on the radio, and that song will be on the radio. Yes. You just you just need to expect the unexpected.
0: I love that. My dad used to say that. So thank you for saying that. Ah, see, maybe that's a message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dad and i used to always say that expect the unexpected yeah it it, and like you said being open is probably 99 percent of the the game because we live in a very fast-paced world and we have technology up the wazoo of Mm -hmm. radio television computer iphone text messages and when our mind is so busy thinking you know it's it's hard to stop and pause, and be open and look. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: It really is. You know, you get so wrapped up in in everything. Um, you just you have to learn to to see the little things sometimes, yeah. and that's where the message will be. hmm
0: Yeah, and try to trust that they're around. They love you. Uh, love is forever. And they're, they're cheering us on, uh, in an invisible world so that we can live the best life possible while we're here. Uh huh. Well, Laura, Shaq, thank you for being our guest today. Oh, you're quite welcome. And I'm sorry I called you Karen earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I get excited and uh, I get tongue-tied, but um I do come from a good place. So thank you. And also thank you to our listener for spending this time with us. Just hearing about Laura uh, working with the district attorney's office, you just never know. I mean, when you get involved with something like this, the spirit world will use the knowledge in your head. And uh it's really interesting for me to see different people and how their mediumship unfolds and you know it's it goes right along with what you're passionate with so i encourage you if this is something that's interesting to you uh take a course in mediumship i can definitely point you in the right direction of different places to go and even the snui.org you know it's always a good place to start for that i think 26 dollars a year you know there's so much available on that website um so that's a, a great place. So, um, also, you know, please come to our new Facebook page. We don't die listeners and get involved. Say hi, introduce yourself. And you just never know. I'm thinking we're going to make some friends for life. And I sure wish in my living community, uh, in you know, my area, there were people I could get together and play with and talk about this. So I think, you know, if we start with a Facebook group, it's only a matter of time before it expands. And we can meet people in our own uh, state and our own area, wherever that is, and say hello in person. And don't forget, in person if you can, make it to Scottsdale, Arizona September 15th through 17th at the Afterlife Symposium. Please go to AfterlifeStudies.org to register. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio, and I do believe that life is an education for the soul, and that you, my friend, are important, and your life is important. So I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. (music)